Get more confidence, dates, and sex. Build the relationships and lifestyles you really want. DatingSkillsReview.com presents a training program for dating with with different world-class experts in every single episode. Teaching you the secrets to their skills and success. Dating Skills Podcast, the podcast for men. Welcome, episode 46 of Dating Skills Podcast. And we have a huge subject this week. Why did I say huge? This was actually the biggest problem I had to personally get over myself in order to get more successful with women and to get the kind of lifestyle I wanted uh, in terms of dating. It's also the most common barrier for all men. So it's not just me, you know, I went through it, so I really understand it myself. It took me a little while to get over it, but I know that it's actually the blocking point for most men also. So once you've got round to being able to approach women, being able to talk to them, make conversation with them, learning how to attract them, what comes next? The next thing is getting physical, sexual with her. So making your move, kissing her, uh, learning how to take her home, how to take her to bed. All of these things we have a lot of fear over. Most guys have a lot of fear about making the move because, you know, that's the point that they feel like they're going to get rejected and it's going to it's gonna feel the worst if they do get rejected. So this is a really valuable subject. I'm sure a lot of you out there are struggling with this or haven't really got this down and don't feel comfortable with this area of your lives. So Today, we are talking to a guy who has worked a lot on this particular subject, so it's really great to have him on the show. His name is Jason Capital. You may have heard of him because he's been training for a few years in Los Angeles, so he's been training training guys in clubs and bars, teaching them how to approach and attract women. For the last year, he's like changed that focus and he's really been working on, you know, developing training courses to teach more men, you know, to allow more men to buy his his knowledge and learn from him. And he's become really popular just over the last year, so much so that we've had a lot of user requests for reviews and we reviewed a couple of his courses in October this last month and they both got solid ratings straight out. So I'm really happy to have him on the show. I know he's got some great quality advice specifically on this subject, so looking forward to dig into it and help you guys get over this little barrier here. A reminder for you guys, as always, anything we mention on the show, we mention a few things on on this show, anything we mention, there will be links to it in the show notes, and of course, we'll have the transcript for the whole interview, and you can find that at datingskillsreview.com slash DSP46. That's slash DSP46. Last thing before we start is that I've also got a little bit of news about the Dating Skills Podcast. That is that in October, we had 50,000 downloads. That is a lot of downloads and really it's grown exponentially every month. So I'm like so happy about that. You know, it means we've got a lot more subscribers and a lot more guys are benefiting from this content and obviously liking it a lot. So thank you for all of your support. Thank you for, you know, sharing with your friends or adding ratings and reviews on iTunes, which helps us. All of this has helped, you know, really build this and spread it and spread the word about Dating Skills Podcast. Now, I would love if by end of year, before 2014, we could hit 100,000 downloads per month. You know, that would be meaning that there's 100,000 audios going out there per month. 
helping guys solve this part of their life and really as a consequence changing the world. So, you know, I would love that if you would help me, the ways you can help it is like, again, sharing with your friends or adding a rating and review on iTunes, which you can do anonymously and will help more people to learn about us. So hoping we can hit that 100,000 mark. Now let's get to this interview with Jason Capital. Hey man, it's good to have you on the show. How are you doing today? I am fantastic, sir. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great too. We're both in sunny places, so you know that that does it well for us. Like, I want to get I want to get into some background about you, so everyone who get, who listens to the show knows exactly you know who you are and how your life is and everything. So, like, where are you living these days? You know, where are you hanging out and what do you what do you spend your time doing? Where do you meet women? What's your life like? Sure. So I live on the the mean streets of Los Angeles, California right now. Um, I actually I used to live on the west side of LA, which is more near the beach. About a month ago, I actually moved mm-hmm. out more into the, the Beverly Hills area as I was I was getting more opportunities with like radio and TV and stuff like that. So this is just a little bit closer to that. So I wanted locations for that. Dude, my life in the last year or so has purposely and consciously become way like more focused on, I guess you can call it my path or my mission or like the thing that I'm, I'm trying to create. Mm-hmm. In my life, which is some combination of, you know, like a great social life and a great business. Those are like the two things I focus on. So, you know, if someone were to ask me like what a typical day was like, it, it, like, you know, a year ago, I literally wrote down in my journal. I was like, this is what I want my life to look like a year from now. I literally, I want to wake up, I want to work for a few hours and then I want to have sex. And then I want to work for a few more hours and then, <laughs> then I want to work. I want to go to the gym. I want to have sex. I want to eat food. I want to read and I want to go to sleep. Like that was really what I wanted to set out and create. And that's basically what it's become. So it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. Sounds, sounds good. How old are you? I am 25 now. Okay, cool. You're pretty young still. So I guess what's the longest relationship you've had and how many relationships have you had so far? Ooh, you know, it's the first time I've ever been asked that question. I, <laughs> you know, so I was, I was a virgin until I was 20. Since then, I'm sure. I've had uh, three relationships mm. and the longest one lasted about six or seven months, I think. She heard this, she'd be pissed off. I didn't know how long it was. Um, <laughs> it was something like that. I don't know. It's funny because the first, you know, cause I started off as a virgin and, and did not know what to say to girls. Yeah. Get, like, tongue-tied, nervous, boring, like a lot, like, you know, afraid of rejection, like all kinds of like issues. I dealt with basically everything. Um, and once I really got things going and I had a lot of momentum with game and, and picking up chicks and stuff like that, that was all I wanted to do. So for you know, up until maybe last year, my sole focus was basically cold approach, pick up girls, go to bars, take them home, you know, sometimes go back to the bar and try and get more girls. Like that was all I really did. And then about uh, six months ago or so, my mindset actually has, has kind of shifted from uh-huh. more like a, a, you know, what I call it, like a, a cold approach mindset versus mm-hmm. more like a cool guy, social circle mindset. Right. Um, and that that's changed a lot a lot of things in my personal life, in my social life, in my sex life. And truthfully, it's been way fucking better this way. What what do you find that this like has has changed? Is it is it where you're putting your time in, or you know, uh, do, does it make you feel better? I mean, like, could you describe that a bit? That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, I think I think this should help a lot of guys out, especially if, if like if you're a dude who's listening right now and you're in this like cold approach mindset. What I think is really strange about this whole community is that so much time and energy and effort thought is put into and invested in cold approaching girls in like this idea of you're walking down the street and you see a cute girl and you have to go approach her and 
yeah. and you know, approach anxiety and what do you say and what do you do and what you know what if this happens what if people hear like there's so much focus put on that thing and when you put so much focus on anything you make it seem a lot bigger than it actually is mm. like approaching is not a big deal it never was supposed to be it's not like it, it's nothing like when when you want if you're a guy who doesn't know how to approach girls if you were to put the time and to learn to get really like amazing at approaching girls and it became effortless and natural for you you would you would turn around and say i put all that that like i worried so much about that like, <laughs> for that like that was nothing because what happens is when you start approaching girls you notice that you can you can open with anything you can start a conversation yeah anything and, you know, after 10 seconds, you're already talking about something else. So it was like, like, I never understood why guys put so much time and, and concern into this approach when it's literally like a microscopic part of the, the big picture and what matters when it comes to becoming like a badass with women. Right, uh, right. Does that make sense so far? Yeah, that, make, that makes total sense. Uh, yes. I, I think, you know, part of the, I mean, part of the focus on cold approach is, is, is good in a way, right? Because uh, it's just something new that they haven't done and it's good to get that experience in it and then kind of, as you say, it becomes a non-issue, right? As you've done, a lot of guys start focusing more on building social circles and something that's a bit more lasting than, than you know, one cold approach, you've done it and there's no, there's no value to it the next day kind of thing. But, you know, if you build social connections and social, uh, social life, then it's there the next day. So there's a big difference in that. Exactly. And that, and that was what, you know, so, so from 20 to 24, that's all I was doing. Day game, mm. bar game, club game, doctor's office game like i was just kidding, <laughs> but, but like that that was all i did was the cold approach and it was like there was no idea of like patience or like long game or building it up over time mm. it was like I'm, I'm gonna either burn this candle now and fuck it or i'm just gonna burn the candle and not you know not be able to fuck it like that that was the mindset and what always struck me as ignorant or just stupid about this whole approach was that there was no roi and doing it like mm. the only return on investment you would ever get was that if, if it worked you know, a small percent of the time then you would have sex with a girl and and that would be it and what what i found was there was a, a guy who came into my life who's become a very good friend of mine his name mm. is greg greenway and mm. he's on socialcircletraining.com and he kind of showed me like dude you have such sick cold approach game and bargain and pulling girls from home and shit if you just took those skills and you applied them to, to more of like a, a social circle paradigm um, your life would change. Right. And I, you know, I was like, all right, dude, I'll try it for a little bit. We'll see what happens. And the last six months or so of my life have just been insane, dude. So now it's like, if I go out with friends, I'm not going out with the mindset of like, I need to pull girls home tonight. I need to have one night stands. I need to cold approach all these girls. Um, I really, I barely even have to cold approach girls anymore because what happened was first that I go out with him, I, you know, I have these skills. I have the ability to like open a girl dance or turn her, flirt her, make her chase me, all that shit. We would go out, and instead of me going to approach some hot girl to, you know, to try and, like I said, burn the candle, instead I would go up there and, you know, just be friends with her. Yeah. Just talk a couple minutes and then, quote unquote, put her in my friend zone and then have her join our group. And no one's hitting on her. No one's like trying to game her. We're just like, we're cool fucking guys hanging out. We're going to bring her into our world. Um, and we would do that. And then it's, you know, you hang out all night. You have a good time. She introduces some of her friends. You don't try and fuck them either. Okay. I know a lot of guys are like, all right, well, I can fuck the friends. Like, no. <laughs> chill out man don't try and fuck those girls either just be cool um and, and have fun because you know girls are very aware of like when a guy is like trying to push for some agenda or when mm. he just is cool and laid back and wants nothing and they want to be with the second guy they want to be friends with that guy right so they come in and hang out with us 
Um, we all exchange phone numbers. We're like, yeah, what do you got to do tomorrow? Okay, awesome. Yeah, we're going to go here. We'll all go there. That'll be great. Boom. So, you know, we, we go out the next night, and now it's me and Greg, and we have four girls rolling with us. We're not trying to fuck them. Again, <laughs> not trying to fuck them. We're just being friends with them. They're in our friend zone. Right. We put them there. And we go out, and now any girl in that place that we want to talk to, these girls are, are like, they're literally asking us, like, all right, so what girls do you want to talk to? Like, who do you want us to introduce you to? And it was like instant. I was like, holy shit. Like, you got to be kidding me. It's that easy? Like, like it was that simple? Because Obviously, you could, you could ask any girl on any street in any country, anywhere, and you could say, listen, do you feel more comfortable when you meet a guy through a friend or when he just randomly approaches you at a bar or on the street? Totally. Uh, and there is a certain subconscious like, level of trust that happens mm. when we meet people through a friend as opposed to like, a random cold approach. So all of a sudden, all these four years I spent in the fucking trenches like getting this cold approach thing and, and like, getting the first five minutes fantastic and the seduction and all that shit. When these girls would introduce me to random girls in the bar, in the bar or at the pool party or wherever we were, like it was so easy. Like I was like, "This is so fucking easy now because this is so, like, because they, I don't have to like turn these girls and, and make them trust me and like do all this shit." It was just like I just get introduced, flirt with them a little bit, and then at the end of the night, pick the girl I want. So that that has been like the biggest evolution in my game, dude. Is that, that all makes sense? Is that all clear? Yeah, yeah, that, that's great. And one of the words you brought up a few times was fun. And like, I, f- I think some guys are doing this, like it's got to the point where they're not really having fun anymore or they're not having fun because it's just this competition against themselves, it's, it's against their ego and stuff. And they kind of forget what they got into this for, which is to have fun in the first place, right? And if you're not having fun, then what are you doing it for? So, you know, you bringing that up all the time, like obviously, you know, if, you, if you're going out, you're having fun, then, you know, that. that that's going to be a great part, you know, a great addition to your life just in that. And as you say that, you know, the other things that you want come with it anyway. Exactly. You know, and one, one of the things that I teach my guys all the time is this idea that, you know, I don't like to talk too much about uh, state and like getting into state or whatever. Yeah. Then, then again, it becomes like a competition with yourself. Like you have to get into state. Like you're mm-hmm. not good enough right now. It creates all these kind of self-defeating thoughts that don't help anybody. But like an invalidated state in a state where you're trying to prove something, you're putting yourself in like a low status state all the time. That's not going to attract anybody. But if I'm going out and I'm always social because I'm all, I have this social circle now and I'm always just having a good time and I'm always playful. I don't want anything and I'm laid back and I'm doing all these things. Then very, very quickly, that's going to become my default setting all the time. So fun isn't something you have to try for anymore. It's just something that you are. Right. And I'm sure you're having, like, as you said, you're having a much better quality of life and you're having a lot more fun with it. How many women have you slept with in your lifetime so far? <laughs> you know, I, I stopped counting after a hundred. I like shudder to say that. Just because, like, there's a girl I'm seeing right now that it's been pretty consistent. If she listens to this, she would get mad at me. But yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> I, I stopped counting at over a hundred and it was more like I just, the validation of like that numbers and, and then stuff like that. It just, it kind of yeah. becomes, becomes meaningless after a while. Like I truthfully, at, at this point, I would probably take away a lot of those girls. If I could just pick out the, the ones where I had the best connection with or the sex was the best. And instead of having sex with 300 girls or some shit like that, like have sex with 30 girls, but make those 30 girls like way more intense and, and the sex is way better. And everything that's, like that. that's a, that's a great point. You know, yeah. you focus on the experience rather than the number or anything. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, man. But, you know, if you want to talk numbers, the one thing that I can tell you is when I first started, like, 20, 21, 22, hmm. I, I basically, I would go out every night and I was, like, the 
the makeout king. Like that was like my thing for a while, just like uh. getting makeouts, you know, and that was a barrier actually. It kind of became a barrier for myself where I was like, I would rather make out with eight girls in a night than take any home. Like <laughs> that was something I had to kind of fix on myself. But mm. I, my friends actually created something called the 15 minute rule for me back in college. And it was just based on us going out and they would just watch me with every single girl. But it was basically, I didn't talk to a girl for more than 15 minutes without at least making out with her once. <laughs> and that, that was pretty crazy when they kind of like, I mean, obviously my ego was like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. But in, in general, like I'm, you know, I think to myself now, I'm like, damn, that was, that was pretty crazy. Like, cause it basically what would happen is my, you know, my style is very polarizing. I don't like bullshit around. I kind of get to the point and, and lead it where I want to lead it. Mm. So either, you know, it usually worked most of the time, but if a girl wasn't feeling it, I didn't have to wait 15 minutes to find out, you know, you find out very quickly, which ones you're going to be making out with eight minutes from now and which ones, um, you know, hate themselves and don't want a shot with Jason Capital. <laughs> right. Well, it's, it's great that you bring that up because what we're going to talk about today is basically, you know, taking it to a sexual level making out with girls or, or taking it further. You know, as we we're reading some of your stuff, we just reviewed some of your stuff that focused on that. So I thought it was a great topic to focus the uh, interview today on. Yeah. Basically, it seems like that pretty much since you started, you've been pretty sexual yourself because you've been making out a lot and you've did you have the barrier kind of yourself where you weren't able to do that? Or when, you know, when you, when you first got into this, were you kind of able to deal with that? Cause a lot of people, a lot of guys that it really seems to be something that they get stuck on, you know, that they'll get over their approach anxiety. They'll start talking to women, but then they just can't lift it from there. You know, they don't, they want to pull a trigger, whatever you want to say, but they just won't move it on from there. Where did you kind of come from? I think that that barrier that exists in a lot of guys, mm. It has to do with them not being fully comfortable with themselves. Hmm. What, what I've always found and what you know, my, my top students have always found is that when we get to a point where when they got to a point where they finally like fully accepted themselves and became comfortable with themselves and were able to say to the world, like, yo, this is me, love me, hate me, I don't care, I'm going to have some fun. Like When they finally were able to get to that point and really like feel that way, there was no like magic trick to like get over like pulling the trigger as you said or, or getting physical with the girl because once you're comfortable with yourself mm. touch is natural like like two people who are just very comfortable with each other and very comfortable with themselves and and they're you know they have a vibe between them they're just going to be touching naturally touch is something that we naturally do that we're supposed to naturally do all the time like human beings just like touching and we like being touched so to the guys who you know who don't have that yet i would say you know don't look outward look inward and see what it is. Like, why are you still not at the point where you're comfortable enough with yourself to, to touch someone? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And like another question you could ask them is, well, the, like I, I've lived a bit in Latin America, Spain and places where people are a lot warmer, right? So they'll, they'll be touching you naturally. You know, just, just guys and girls will, will touch you a lot more than, in, say, in the States or definitely in Asia, for example, where they touch you a, a lot less and, and they're kind of averse to that kind of thing. So, you know, I think different guys have different environments where they, where, where they grow up. And, but mostly in the U.S., they're, they're not as used to being, like, really warm like, like a Latino, maybe. Um, but, you know, just with your guy friends, there's, there's different levels, I think, that guys have grown up with, right? Some, some guys, they're, uh, you know, a bit more touchy with their friends, like, pushing them around and stuff like that. And maybe that's a, that's a way of thinking, like taking a first step. What, what kind of first steps would you suggest guys start thinking about, yeah. like just to become more, you know, as you say, comfortable with this, like thinking of their, their relationships they have with, with whoever it is today, what, should, what kind of things should they think about being comfortable with? Okay, so 
you know, two things come to mind. One of them is, I don't know if you can post the link maybe wherever this, this, this podcast will be heard, but there was an article on the, mm. I think it was at, the website is called theartofmanliness.com yep. or, or something like that. But they posted an article a couple months ago where it was basically about how um, guys and like guy friends used to touch each other a lot more mm. uh, about a hundred years ago. And they, there was like 60 pictures of like guys in the army and guys right. friends at work at the bar in like the early 1900s. But these guys would like hold hands sit on each other's lap, like arms around each other, hugging each other. And it wasn't, you know, gay. It was just, it wasn't a big deal. It was just normal. Like, like, like girls, they like to, like, you know, hug each other and, and hold hands and random stuff like that when they're hanging out. And guys back then, they did that, you know. Like I, to this, I'm not like, you know, to this day, for whatever reason, whether it's me internally, whether it's social programming, like I'm not comfortable holding hands with the guy. Um, <laughs> but it just goes to show, like, like you know, the, the environment obviously plays a huge role, like you were saying. So one, I, I think just kind of getting in your head that like guys not touching each other or touch being a weird thing or whatever it is, is not like a normal thing. That's something that culture has kind of like brought up in the last couple of decades, but like for hundreds of thousands of years, touch is a very natural, normal response. So that would be number one. Number two, like generally speaking, like you just, you have to get in your head that you're now like the touchy guy, you know, and not like a bad way, not in a creepy way, but you're just the guy who who has no problem just like touching, touching people, you know? So literally I would just say, just get started practicing, touching everyone, you know, like everyone you talk to, you know, like, touch them, like hit, hit them on the shoulder, give them a high five, shake their hand, um, push them away. Like just get used to like playfully touching people. And that's the biggest key is I, I kind of like pause to give this advice over podcast because I can't see these people live. But a lot of times if, you know, I've told guys this, whether it's through a newsletter or a video or something mm. so to start like touching people more often or whatever, and they'll do it and they'll come back and like, I got a creepy response or someone said I was being weird or, or mm. like kind of freak people out. And it's because like, you don't want to do the creepy touch. Like touch becomes creepy when you leave it there. So if you're talking to a girl and, and you guys are actually vibing and connecting and you're alone and you like put your hand on her knee, it can be good and it can turn her on if you hold it there for maybe one, two, three seconds mm. and then you take it off. If you leave it there for 10 seconds, that touch just went from a turn on to creepy. So when you're touching people, when you're practicing being touching, when you're becoming like the guy, and I'm just a, a playful touch guy, take away the touch before it reaches that point of now this is getting weird. You know, so one, one of my favorite things I used to do when I was younger, when I was practicing this was I would practice hugging every girl, you know, like, you know, if you met like a girl who's like, when you first meet her the very first time, she like goes for a hug and she's like, I'm just the, the hugging type. Like I'm just that kind of person. If you, have you had that? Yeah, well, actually, you know, I've, I've lived in a, a variety of countries where basically it was really normal. So, you know, I, I grew up in France and uh, Spain and places like that. So if you're not kissing and hugging people, you're weird. So, you know, okay. for me, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't as much of a, an issue. That's perfect. So, like, in Los Angeles, for the most part, that's not, like, a normal thing. But there is, like, a subculture of, like, uh, a spiritual culture of hippies and yoga and stuff like that here. So you'll meet these girls sometimes. And mm. very first thing they'll do is they'll give you, like, a five-second hug. That's right. just what they do. So, but when they do it, they'll kind of laugh at you and say, like, I'm just the hugging type. I like to hug people. And they give you a big hug and then they'll walk away. Um, or they'll, you know, they'll end the hug. So one thing you can do is with every girl you meet from now on, even every guy, if you want, I don't really care. Like be, be the hugging type for two weeks just to like get comfortable touching people, hugging people. And you can say like, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm the hugging type. So one thing I would do is I did that for a little bit. And then what I kind of picked up on was, you know, I'll do this with girls. I'm the hugging type. And then after a couple seconds, I'll look at them, I'll hug them, and I'll say, okay, that's enough, get off me. And then you throw them away. <laughs> you know, so it's like you touch them, but you're always taking it away first. Always be the one to take the touch away first. 
So it's just something like that is, you know, it was a great way when you meet a girl, you hug her and you say, all right, it's enough, get off me. And you throw her away and it like instantly sparks that attraction, that tension. Um, and now you guys have a, a different vibe going. You have the sexual communication vibe going instead there. Right, right. It opens up all that communication. Uh, a few things you said there. Uh, the Art of Manliness article. Yeah, anything we talk about on the show, that will be in the show notes, guys, afterwards. So don't worry about that. That'll be there for you. And like you were talking about guys holding hands. I do, if, if you haven't been to China, it's kind of weird to go there the first time because you'll see guys walking around holding hands, fathers and sons and, and brothers, and it's 100% normal. But the first time you get there, you're like, Hey, you know, what's going on? Are they gay or, and no, it's just, it's just natural. So like to your point that, you know, I think things have changed over time, you know, China was a bit more stuck, let's say in the past than other places. So, you know, I think, I think it's, you know, that's kind of reflective of that. A point you didn't bring up, which I think is interesting is like, you're talking about the creepy vibe is mm-hmm. like when you're looking at what you're doing or you're thinking about it consciously, have you noticed that? Say, can you say that one more time? What do you mean exactly? Yeah, sure. So when a guy goes to touch, you know, he's thinking about, you know, I should be more touchy and I, I should be, you know, be more like physical with people just in general. But what he does is when he does it, he looks at what he's doing. So for example, he puts his, he, he puts his hand on the girl's knees, the example you gave, and he's looking at the hand, right? And then it, you know, gives off that creepy vibe straight away because <laughs> it looks more like a, some kind of conscious action. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if, if any guy here is actually looking at the touch that they are providing, then you need to, you need to stop that immediately. You know, like, like cut that off immediately. Don't look at the touch, like be looking at her in the eyes when you are touching her and nowhere else in, in that situation. Cause if you, if you were looking at where you're touching with your hands or whatever, yeah, that's just like, I, I'm imagining like a serial killer. Like, looking at her, like <laughs> he like, he like slowly strokes her hair and he's looking at it. Like keep the eye contact going, touch for a second, take it away. Yeah, and if you think about it, you know, people never look at what they're t- when they when they're touching each other. They're not they're not looking at that. So that's that's, that's why that turns right. out well, weird. So part of what makes it weird is, and I mentioned this at the beginning, is when she feels that you want something from her or that you're doing something because you want. You're coming from a place of want. Mm. That makes it creepy. Okay, you need to come from a place of have or a place right. of fullness or abundance, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah. dude, looking at where you're touching it, it communicates to her on a subconscious level that you're doing it because you want something, but if you are comfortable and happy and you don't need anything from anyone and you just want to share these good, positive vibes and emotions with everybody, you'll touch them just to, to share that for a second. And then you're boom, like you take it away. You're already on to the next thing, sharing those good, positive vibes with, with right. someone. With right, the world. right, right, right. Well, because the whole thing of touching is that you're not thinking about it when you're doing it. People just do it naturally, right? So if you're actually looking at it, it's like, okay, that's kind of weird because you must be thinking about it if you're looking right. at what you're well, doing. The, we touch, like if you're in a conversation with, with someone and you guys are like laughing about something, like you might slap each other on the back when you're laughing and we don't think about why we're doing it. We do it because we're feeling great and we almost have this yeah. overwhelm of positivity and happiness coming through us and we want to share it with the other person. Like we literally touch them to share it and then we, you know, we take it away. There was no, there was no intent to get something back from it. It's, it's purely from a place of giving and wanting nothing in return, which is incredibly attractive. Well, so we're talking a lot about like physical touch here. Is, is this, is this the, the main thing that makes things sexual or is this the main barrier? Like physical touch? Yeah, is, is that, is that, yeah, is that the know, big thing? It's, you know, it varies from guy to guy. I, I will say that if you, you know, if you talk to a girl for more than like 10, 15, 20 minutes and you guys haven't touched yet, mm-hmm. you're fucked. Okay, you're just you're totally <laughs> fucked, you know, because you can be saying all the, these magical words and everything can be can be spewing out of your mouth like a you know a rainbow of game and, and shit's going great. Yeah. But if that that's just one level and that's just a very small level of the communication between you and her. If that's going on, but there's no on a subconscious level, there's no like touch going on. There's no 
framing of this is man to woman, of this is sexual, then the words are great, but it doesn't mean shit to her because, you know, like I said, like the words to her are like 10% of it, mm. of, of like setting the frame here of what's going to be important, but like 90% of it or whatever, I'm just pulling out arbitrary numbers here, but like a much bigger part of it is what's going on on a subconscious level. And if there's no touch between you guys, then it's, it's not sexual. You know, it's just, it's just verbal. It's basically, if you're spitting great game, but you're not touching her, it literally looks like to her, you're just saying words to impress yourself. Like you're impressing yourself with how good you are with your handle of the English language, but you're not actually interested in her. You're just kind of like kind of running a monologue on yourself to make yourself happy, but you're not actually interested in her. Yeah. 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 Totally. So have you got any like tips on things like easy things for guys to kind of introduce this physical touch, you know, easier ways to do it. Yeah. Well, number, number one, um, touch right away. Like mm. don't wait for a moment to touch, like set the tone immediately that you guys are just going to be touching each other. That's just how it's going to be. That's just how the relationship is going to be. So when you first meet her, hug her, right. And then throw it away. And, it first. and then, mm. you know, a couple seconds later, you find out that she's from Arkansas and you say, God, I love girls from the South. I, I love girls from the South. Boom. Fist and give her a fist bump. And then, you know, you have a fist bump. And now all of a sudden, you guys, like, this has been said that you guys are going to touch each other. So maybe she might touch you later, like, because you've already initiated touch a couple times. So that's number one, is, like, set the tone early that you guys are just going to be touching each other. Okay, that's- okay. Just, just one thing there. You said, like, immediately hug her. But if you don't know her, is that something that you can do? Well, that's what I was saying before. For a mm. couple of weeks when you're practicing, literally say, like, you know, if it's a cold approach, don't do that. I'm speaking more of, like, socially. Great. You get introduced to something. Like I said, like, my... What I game and what I'm teaching now is it's kind of moved away from cold approach simply because it's it's getting everybody better results. Yeah. Um, but you meet you meet someone through a friend, you get an introduction, like just hug them for a second. Say, hey, you know, I'm just the hugging type. Like that's just what I do. And then you hug her, and then you say, all right, that's enough. Get off me. You throw her away, and then you you know you look away or whatever. Just kind of set that that little vibe <laughs> between you guys. Um, but you know, even if you're not comfortable hugging, like when you give her a handshake, like you know, one of the things I used to do was just. I always say is never give a girl a normal handshake. So a typical like business handshake is you guys shake hands, you look each other in the eye, up and down for a few seconds, and then you let go. So never, ever do that because she's basically been conditioned from a young age that people she shakes hands with like that are not people that she has sex with. Mm. People she shakes hands with like that are people that she does business with, that her parents know, you know, friends, stuff like that. So a lot of times I just take a girl's hand and I would shake it like two feet up and down in the air, like back and forth instead of like a small handshake. Just, just something weird like that. It's just kind of quirky, um, smiling, but that that immediately sets this tone that like you know things are going to be different between us. We're going to be playful between each other. It kind of like a lot of guys are like, I, you know, how do I go from this gap of like being polite with a girl to like really getting into banter, intention, and attraction and stuff like that? Well, mm-hmm. you know, you, you do it by you know, leave yourself the hole and the gap to do it from the beginning. So if I, the minute I meet a girl, I'm shaking her hand all crazy, being playful, then I can you know that tone has been set. Not only has the touch been set, but the playful. The playfulness between us has already been set too, so we can we can go into that kind of naturally anytime we want that. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's an important part of the the physical interaction, right? The playfulness, the playfulness vibe to it. Yeah, it? you can't. The thing is, any any touch, it can't be serious. It can't be heavy. Like really, in any type of seduction, you you want to keep everything. Everything should be light and playful and fun. Anytime you bring seriousness into it, you're kind of weighing it down, and it kind of becomes you know. No, no one likes heavy things. No one likes really heavy, serious shit most of the time. Like, we like the light stuff. We like the fun stuff. We like the adventure, the excitement, the unpredictability. So keep it light. And that obviously includes your touching. That's why I said, like, like one of the best things you can do is, you know, when you touch is to always take the touch away first. Before mm-hmm. she can pull away first or anything like that, you can take it away first. 
Um, because that obviously that's like it gives her a taste of it and then it leaves her wanting more kind of like the old David D'Angelo principle of two steps forward, one step back, yep. um, which kind of sparks some tension there, some, like some want in her. But also you can actually be, you know, make a whole playful game out of it. So like I said, the hug thing is one way to do it. Like you hug her and then you throw her away before she can end the hug first. Or maybe you, you like you, she says something cool and you're like, that's fucking awesome. High five. And then she goes to give you a high five and you take away your hand and she misses. And then, you know, like, it's like little games when you were eight years old and she goes to give you a high five and you, you take away your hand and you're like, dude, what's wrong with your coordination? Like, here, just give me a high five. My hand is right here. Like, hit it. And then you do it again and you keep playing with her and it's just playful. But like, if, if I do that to a girl, like the high five thing and I keep taking my hand away and she starts laughing and giggling and getting frustrated, hmm. I can literally just after a while, I was like, okay, fine, come here. And then, then boom, I give her another hug. Like, just like joking, like, like we're still cool. I'm just playing with you. And then you take it away first again. We keep the touch playful. Definitely keep it playful. It's not a big deal. And if you can remember, always remember to take it away first. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So on a cold approach, what, what would you do differently if, if you wanted to initiate contact pretty quickly? You, you know, one thing, obviously, you can do the handshake thing. Yeah. Like you can just say, like, you know, it's... You know, just stick your hand out. And- yeah, yeah, just shake your hand a little bit. And then don't give her a normal handshake. Like, make it a little... A little weird. Like, yeah, I could even take a girl's hand on a cold approach and be like, nice to meet you. And then I'm taking her hand, just kind of jokingly smiling. Like, instead of going up and down, I can kind of like turn the hands sideways for a second mm. and then take and then look at it and be like, sorry, I'm just, you know, I've been terrible at handshakes ever since the accident when I was a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> Something like nice. that. It's hilarious. But it's like, it instantly sets that playful vibe between us. We have that playful touching between us. And it's, it's just there. It's like it sets, it sets that tone right from the beginning. Excellent. So are there also verbal things? Because I think you're known as a, you know, a bit of a kind of sexually direct guy. That's kind of, kind of your, your style. And, and you know, it goes back to what you were saying earlier. That sounds kind of you, you try to make things very straightforward instead of complicated like some of the indirect game does. So in terms of verbally, what, what things would you be doing that, let's say, like, raise the sexual bar more quickly? You know, early on in the interaction, one of the, the best things you can do yeah. verbally is, I, I like, especially if it's just been kind of playful, but it hasn't been sexual, mm. to just say something like, you know, one, one of the things I always, I always used to do was just like ask her what she does for a living. And, you know, which is like, obviously it's a question you, you're never supposed to ask, right? Not that it really matters. But you, you get her talking about her job and you're just like kind of nodding and you say, it's cool. And then you pause for a second. You know, let's say she said she was a hairdresser. Yeah. You're like, yeah, that's, that's really cool, you know? It's, it's weird though. I could I can never date a hairdresser. You know, you just say something like that, and what it does is one, it like kind of it's like a verbal like disqualifier, like it kind of pushes her away a little bit. Mm. But it also communicates that you were considering her as a potential girl in your life before that. So it's like you guys are having fun. She tells you hairdresser, it's awesome. You know, it's just too bad I can never date a hairdresser. And it's like all of a sudden you've set this frame of you were considering her, but now she's not good enough for you, and now she has to work for you to kind of like work it back. So that's something you can do really early. And then once you've got to have a vibe and, and like you it can clearly tell you're both attracted to each other and you're like, how do I go from this to the sexual kind of like us connecting part? And yeah. one of my favorite things to do is I call it blaming it on her. So when you guys have that vibe going and it's playful and it's attracting and, and you guys are connecting and you guys like all this deep eye contact, stare deep into each other's souls and imagine the future kids you may or may not have. Like when you're there, one of the best things you can do is just look at her and just be like, seriously, like, why are you doing this to me? My favorite question is that. Why are you doing this to me? And, and she'll be like, what do you mean? And you're like, seriously, like, why are you doing this to me? Like, I'm sitting here trying to have a good time tonight. I'm trying to relax. And you seriously have to be here looking all, all cute and sexy and charming and, and be this fucking cool and making me want to kiss you right now. Like, seriously, you need to stop it. You know? And you say something like that, the, the sexual tension just skyrockets. 
And it's, you know, I hope for the listeners, it's not very hard to see how 10 or 15 seconds from there, you go from saying that to making out with her or the first kiss. Yeah. So I, I think guys really struggle with making the connection, even if they start, you know, doing this push and pull kind of, kind of stuff, then they still struggle to like that one moment when you're having, you're, you're, you're doing the kiss. Are there, are there, is there anything you specifically advise on, on like, maybe there's a signal you wait for, or, you know, that there's, there's something you would do to, you know, move to, to the kiss. Is there anything like that that you tell guys to do? One is the, you know, the, the Hollywood moment, like mm. that, that wasn't created by Hollywood. Like people have been first kissing like that for a long time. So if you're like really connecting with the girl, you guys are like, you know, the vibe is there. It's playful. There's been some touching back and forth playfully going on. And there's a moment where you guys are kind of both laughing and you're like, <laughs> and then you both the laughing kind of stops and the eye contact just holds. Right. And you got to hold it there for just a second as the tension kind of builds and you let it build for a second because obviously the tension creates the desire for her to want to kiss you. So if you're just laughing and then you go for the kiss. Like you can't do that. You need to mm. one spark the tension first and then you kiss her. Cause if you're just both laughing, um, there's no tension there and you go for the kiss. She's like, it, it's weird for her. She, in her mind, she only wants to kiss guys in the moment. Like she could be totally attracted to you, but if there's no tension in that moment, it's going to be off for her. It's basically like you saying you don't understand sexual communication. So what you want to do is you want to spark the tension or make sure the tension is there first before you kiss her. So if you're both laughing and you both the laughter kind of dies down and it becomes silent, like it is even you know with me and you right now, and we just pause for a second, that gives space for the tension to actually build. Like you can even feel it right now as we were just doing this here, at least I could. Um, but the, <laughs> They kiss you now, <laughs> um, but you just you pause for a second and you hold that eye contact and you don't budge you're just right there. That allows the tension to kind of skyrocket really quickly, in like a matter of one to two seconds, three seconds maybe. And then once that tension is there, she's either like, "I need to run away from this guy because this is scary," like tension is scary mm-hmm. for girls, mm-hmm. or you need to slice through that tension by slowly going in for the kiss. So that's that's like the, the the number one thing. Make sure that you create and you spark and you amp up that tension first before you go in for that first kiss. That's, um, a, that's, a, that's a really excellent point, and I haven't heard that as well explained. You know, it's, it's really this pause, and it's kind of like slowing things down as well, because if you're laughing and you're messing around and suddenly you go for a kiss, like, you know, maybe her mouth is in the wrong place and it becomes awkward, or, you know, maybe she's half laughing and, you, and you, you're kissing her in the middle, you know, there's also that potential for, like, kind of creating some kind of awkward moment when she's right. totally surprised by it. But you're also... When you, when you set this, like, you know, you slow it down a bit, you, you build the tension, you're also giving her time to realize what's going to happen, right? So, you know, exactly. you're going to miss exactly. out on any of that awkwardness. And if, if you're the guy who comes in and you're, like, laughing and you're going for that awkward kiss, like, mid-laugh or mid-chuckle <laughs> or something like that, like, not only is that communicating, you know, like, you don't, you're not experienced, you're not, like, you don't understand sexual communication, mm. but it also basically communicates to her that you are a man who cannot handle the tension. Now, like I said, girls, like they'll get nervous by tension. They'll be afraid of it sometimes, which is fine, which is normal. That's what feminine energy is. But she wants a man who can handle the fucking tension, right? If this is a man that she's going to give herself to, then she needs to know on a subconscious level, this is, this is a badass motherfucker. Yeah. This is a guy who can handle the tension. This is a guy who can lead her through the world mm. that can, you know, make sure she's safe. She can feel safe around. And if you literally can't even handle just a little bit of tension with a girl, like how the fuck are you going to be the guy who, gives her the best sex of her life or how the fuck are you going to be the guy who can lead her through the world safely? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if like literally like you need to, you need to show her in that moment and up that while she's the one who's getting nervous and fidgety in those two to three seconds of tension that you can be a 
a fucking man grounded right there and holding it and not fidgety, but holding that tension, basking in that tension, like letting it like, flow through your body and handle it. And then slowly going for the kids. If you're a man who can do that, that tells her everything she needs to know about how much of a badass you are. Yeah. This is, this is awesome advice, guys. So really, really like maybe re-listen to this a few times because it's, it's, uh, it, it's great stuff. And, you know, if you, if you think about it, I'm sure you can get it, especially if you think about movies, like you were just saying, you know, like you, you can often see that moment in the movie. So it's, you know, there's, there's many models kind of like guys can look around and, and see, ah, yeah, yeah, I've seen that before. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that makes it easy. Like I'm, I'm thinking now, like some guys might feel like they're in a disaster recovery situation. Like I think this is one of the big things, you know, is like they're like, maybe I'll go for it. And, you know, it doesn't go wrong for whatever reason. Maybe I, I tried to tried to do this tension thing and then I went for it, but she just kind of turns her head or something. Can you give some tips on like basic, basically making guys feel more comfortable about that, you know, or like recovering from that situation and some of the ideas of why that might have happened? You know, I don't want anyone to get the idea that I'm like, you know, super master pimp who, who has never failed with the girl. Like yeah. I've, I've certainly gone in for kisses with girls and not gotten it back. Like right. I've certainly been rejected on a kiss. The key thing you have to remember is is, is it either A, did she turn away because she actually doesn't want to kiss you, in which case, you know, it had nothing to do with that moment of, of kiss. It had to do with something that happened before, whether, you know, there was no attraction between you guys, there was no vibe, she's not comfortable with you, she doesn't really like you. She's like, like that, that, that's one thing. If you get a cold turn away and she's like shocked that you would even try to kiss her, right. then you need, you need to reassess what you're doing before. Mm. However, if I go in for, ki- for a kiss and I get like a giggly turn away, that, that's something totally different. And that is something that I think some guys actually interpret as rejection. And that's not rejection at all. That's literally her saying like, I want to kiss you too, just not yet which is basically all she's saying. So in that moment, and this is something I kind of mastered over time, but if I go in for a kiss with a girl and she kind of giggly like turns away and laughs, I won't like quickly jump back. I won't get fidgety. I won't get like sad. I'll literally, I'll, I'll hold it there for a second um, and just kind of pause. And then I'll slowly kind of smirk and like lean back a little bit. And I'll, I'll say something like, good. I'm, I'm really glad you just did that. You know, you kind of just take it away mm. and she'll be like, she'll be like what, what? you're basically stealing the frame again. And she'll be like, what, like, why, why are you glad I just, I turned away. I'm like, well, you know, I just, you know, I'm really sensitive. Like, I'm, I think you should take it slow. Like, I understand you're the kind of girl who's probably not that experienced. So like, it's, it's good. We're going to take this slow, you know, and you kind of like verbally jab her and, and all you're doing is basically pushing your buttons so that five seconds later, she's going to kiss you. I mean, I think you gave a really clear distinction there. You know, basically, you said, you know, it's it's bad if if her body language starts moving away, if she turns away, then you like, oh, you know, there's probably something there you need to look at, like something went wrong. But otherwise, pretty much in any other situation, if she stays there, if she stays facing you, and you know, she's not looking you like like she's angry or anything like that, then it, as you say, it's a good situation. It's just she's not ready. It's a great situation. Yeah, I mean, you you like, you know, a lot of times guys, especially like really, the guys who are really good with women, they have to operate totally on blind assumption like mm. they, they have to operate on they just a full belief for no reason why that that this girl just wants them and they have to, they have to operate on that blind assumption for the, the duration of the, the interaction or whatever it is but if you get that like that is a that is positive feedback right there that she is into you mm. she wants to kiss you like you have your confirmation right there one other thing dude that i do want to add yep is that if that does happen you go in for the kiss and you get like the giggly turn away or like she's like slowly like not yet or whatever it is like do not make the fatal mistake of making that a big deal. Okay. Mm. If you make that a big deal, then she will not want to kiss you ever. 
Okay, in that situation, do something like I said, playfully, like laugh it off, like like relax about it. Tell you know, I, I love what I said. Like I really think you should just say that. Like like I'm really glad that just happened. Like we we don't want to be kissing yet because like, we're clearly not attracted to each other. Because clearly things would move too fast. Clearly, like you become addicted to me like that. Yeah. So like, yo, know, like play that off. Like keep it cool, and then instantly start talking about something else. Right. Right. Yeah. That that's definitely a key point. And like I think easier maybe for some guys like. Like you were talking about proactively handling handling it, yeah, were some of the things you were saying before. But if, for whatever reason, because they're kind of shocked or whatever, you know, they're a bit nervous because they just feel like they kind of, you know, they put their heart out there or whatever, and then they try to escalate and they got pushed back. Talk about something else and you smile, you know, it's going to be fine as well. Exactly. And don't, don't do it nervously either, because in that moment, she's not really going to be listening to what you say. She's going to be looking to right. how you handle her not kissing you. Mm. Are you cool? Are you chill? Are you still calm? Are you still relaxed? Or are you like nervously laughing <laughs> because some guy in a podcast told you to play it off? Like, like she's going to be looking for that. So make sure that you, you continue to stay relaxed. You're still chill about it. You lean back. You're still having a good time. You know, you're going to be kissing her later anyway. So what's the rush? Yeah. Um, that's really got to be your mindset there. So do you build a sense for uh, when is the right time over time? You know, when, when you haven't, you know, try to kiss a lot of girls, then uh, it might be um, a lot harder to see when it should be fun. Would you say that, you know, as, as you kiss more girls in different situations, you, you build a, a rough sense for it? Or does it always kind of stay, you know, mm. oh, like, I just have to try this? And see. <laughs> no, no, no. It is, it, it's something that becomes very internalized uh, very quickly. Mm. You know, especially, especially if you are a, a present individual, then mm. when those moments happen, it might only take two or three girls be, before you get a full sense of, generally speaking, when is the right time to kiss the girl. If you, you know, if, if you're getting all this experience, but you're not really present during it, like you're still in your head all the time, yeah. then it's going to be a lot harder for you to internalize what these things feel like. Because you, you shouldn't have to be thinking about this stuff like all the time. This should be something you think about a little bit at the beginning mm. as you, you know, you're kind of in the, the conscious incompetence stage, I think is the, the, the term that they use. Yeah. But you know, eventually, like you're conscious about it and you, you baby step it and you kind of get the hang of it. You get the quote unquote feel for it yeah and then eventually it's just supposed to be something that you feel out like that's why like these interviews are always good for me because they make me go back and kind of verbalize all the things that i already do mm. because now i don't think about this shit anymore this is just stuff that i do it's kind of like it's become very much ingrained in me i know when i'm supposed to kiss a girl i know when i'm supposed to go in for a kiss and hold it there and then tease her with it and then not even kiss her and take it right. away but right. that's one you can do is like you really want to get a girl fucking going and get to that moment where she knows you want to kiss her you want to show her that you're like a man of power like Slowly lean in for that kiss, build up that tension, go in for that kiss, hold it there right before her lips, kind of look at her and just kind of whisper like, not yet. And right, then you right. take it away. And then you go back to something else. And like she literally from that point on can't think about anything else except for this one cocky motherfucker mm. who made her want him so bad and then won't give it to her yet. Because she's, she's like, I have to fuck this guy now. Like literally, I have to fuck this guy. And that's solely a function of combination of you being a badass and her just not being able to handle all of that sexual tension like you can. Yeah, and you, you, I, you know, I agree with you that, uh, you know, there's definitely a feel for it. And as you say, you like, you can build this uh, feel for it quite quickly. Just, just a, you know, quick comment on like way back when I was like getting into this stuff, I had that feel for it, but my problem was for a little while I didn't act upon it. I, I think maybe a good thing to tell guys is like, if you think it's the right time, it's it, you should go. Right. Because you probably already have that sense, but you're not ready. You know, you just you're just not confident enough to act upon it yet. So if you feel like it's the right time, then it's probably the right time to go. What would you say about that? Yeah, dude, I, I fully agree. 
the only distinction that guys need to head there though is are you are you telling yourself it's the right time or do you feel that right. it's the right time? Because your your gut instinct will be correct. Yeah. Okay. Your gut instinct will be correct. But sometimes we don't want to trust our gut instinct. So maybe if you're beginning, you have some girl and you really like her. Like you're new. And you know, a lot of new guys, they get attached to that one really girl that they got a little bit of a positive response from and they're like they are really into her. Hmm. And maybe like deep down in your gut, if you were able to get totally alone and just listen to it, you would know, you know what, hey, like I'm, I'm not there yet. She's, she's not, she just likes me as a friend. Like she just likes me as a friend. Like I know it. I like in my head, I want her to like me so bad, but if I was just going to be honest with yeah. myself, I would know that she doesn't really like me. Yeah. I mean, it, I, it, that kind of makes me think like, you know, when guys are getting into this and they're, and they're going on a date with a girl that they like, as you say, and you know, they probably tell themselves, I better kiss her tonight. You know, I got to kiss her tonight as well. It's going to, it's going to get screwed up. Right. I think in those situations, if they kind of thought about it too much and they've kind of planned it, that that's where they could get into those kind of problems. Yeah. I mean, I totally do. I mean, two things, especially if you're going on a date with a girl, like number one, it's, I mean, we can even quote the movie Hitch here, but she already said yes. You know what I mean? Like as long as she's not, she's not using you for like, you know, to pay for her dinner or something like that. Like she already said yes to go out with you. So truthfully at that point, you don't really have to do much. You just continue being a badass and continue being patient. Cause she's, she already said, yes, I am interested. Just don't fuck it up. That's, that's kind of number one. Just like stay cool. And it's number one kind of goes along with number two, but you don't have to kiss her on the first date. It's not make or break on the first date. Mm. If you want to go against the grain, because that's how most guys think. Most guys are like, all right, I got the first date with her. Like, you know, I'm going to give him a wow her. I'm going to dazzle her. And then when I walk her, her door tonight, I'm going to kiss her, you know, and then walk away like all smooth. Like, that's how most guys are thinking. They're thinking, I got to get that kiss on the first date. But if you can be the, the guy who is so self-assured that you go on that first date and you're flirting with her and you're teasing her and you're challenging her. And even, even you could be physically escalating and you're taking away and then you escalate a little more and then you take more away and you leave her wanting more every single time. By the end of the date, at the end of it, you're just like, all right, I'll see you later. And you just like walk away. That, that can be just as powerful. You right. can, if, if you're a guy who has that kind of patience and that kind of self-assuredness, to, to, especially to like a really hot girl who's used to, to every guy trying to like grope her and get on her immediately like that is something that right. that can be extremely powerful dude yeah yeah i i completely agree with you a quick a quick story here um because this is like something that i started doing a few years back and uh, you know i actually kind of do by default these days i don't go for kisses quickly i just kind of wait it out and i'm just having fun but it all started like uh, a few years back when it was a super super hot girl who is normally you know hotter than the girls girlfriends i'd had before so you know we went on a date and everything and it was a long day it was a great day and I didn't try to kiss her once. And at the end of the night, I just kissed her on the forehead and said goodnight. And mm -hmm. in that moment, she went, wow. And then she went home right? and she thought about it for the rest of the night. So, you know, I, I, yeah, I think that's really a great point you make. Because, like, you know, there's quite a few dating gurus that say, like, you have to make sure you sleep with her the first night or you have to kiss her the first night. And I don't think that's true at all. I have not seen any firsthand experience or real world experience that would... That would make that true. I, I'm I'm in full agreement with you right now, dude. Yeah, I mean, what you did there is is fantastic. Like, like you you're basically communicating to her like you're you're so abundant, you're so sexually confident. You know she wants you anyways. That you can you can be patient. You can like, and it also communicates that you understand tension because you going in like that and just kissing her on the forehead and calmly walking away like that leaves her with almost this like ball of sexual tension inside of her that literally every moment you're not with her and every time she thinks about you is just going to grow and become more intense every single time until, you know. Right. One, of the, one of the things I started doing is I would do something like that on the first date. Mm. 
then the second date is, as I would tell my friends, it would turn into a rape scene. Um, <laughs> which it was just like the, the tension was just so much that the date would be cut short and she's like, we need to go back to your place now. Right, um, right. And, and that's solely a function of just that that sexual tension just growing right. inside of her. She's just like, I have, to, I have to do something about this. I can't even think about anything else. I can't think clearly until it, you yeah. fuck me. I, I feel that it makes the relationship better afterwards. You know, if you've got this awesome kind of story at the beginning of the whole thing, you know, it wasn't just a typical like hookup or something, but it was just like something a bit extra. It was a bit different, a bit more romantic in some ways. I don't know. You know yeah, no, I, I, dude, I, it. I fully agree. And I, I think that the reason that that kind of like idea of like, you got to, you got to fuck around the first day or you have to get the make out like really quickly. Like, I think the reason that was so widespread is it wasn't based on real world results. That was just something based on, on like a competition, you know, as we were talking about at the beginning and, um, for, for me and for right. my clients, I'm sure for you too, like I, I care far more about results than winning uh, a dick contest on the internet. <laughs> totally, totally. Competition. Yeah. And as you said earlier, like it, it can contribute to negative mindsets and hold you back. You know, it just can really damage you, this competition mindset. So, yeah. uh, great. Yeah. Well, I think, I think we've really covered this topic pretty well. One of the other little things I just wanted to, this is connected to, you know, sexual escalation, I think from your point of view, I noticed you talk a little bit about NLP in one of your books. Um, mm -hmm. is, is that something that you use a, use a bit or, you know, you think that's useful? Yeah, you know, I think there's parts of it that are useful. Mm. Um, uh, I know that there are some teachers out there that teach like full NLP type scripts. Yeah. Um, to seduce girls, I don't. I don't do anything like that for the most part. But there's there's definitely parts of NLP that that can certainly be useful. Yeah, for for verbal communication and stuff like that. Yeah, well, that's that's why I brought it out because it seemed like the way you brought it up was a lot more practical than a lot of the other stuff. Like you say, like some of it can be quite, pretty long winded, and you know it's been around for 15 years, and it was one of the first things that came out of the seduction community. We think it's kind of unwieldy and can can be really badly executed in court. You know, so it's not the best thing, but you seem to make it quite practical and, and useful. Could you describe a couple of things you, you do with it? Yeah, well, I mean, one, one of the basic principles of NLP is like talking about all five senses. You know, there might be like 40 senses, but all mm. five senses that we really know about, like, mm. you know, touch, taste, smell, eyes, audio, or like hearing. But basically, like, obviously, you want to evoke all kinds of different emotions in a girl when you're seducing her. You want to take her on like an emotional roller coaster, an emotional journey. Mm. And it, it just, in, in conversation, as you're describing things, as you're telling stories, like, don't just focus on what you saw. Talk about what you were feeling. Talk about what you heard. Talk about what, you know, what it smelled like. Like, it, you know, you can kind of evoke different emotions out of her by going through different senses. So mm. don't just focus on one sense kind of talk about all of them. That's one kind of basic principle of NLP. Another one is just like, it's called phonological ambiguity, but it's basically like- Wow, that's a word. <laughs> it's two words, actually. Okay. <laughs> it's called phonological ambiguity. And what it means is that basically it's a word or it's a phrase or something like that, that could mean two different things. Uh -huh. So like the word whole is a good example of that. Like when you say whole, it can mean H-O-L-E, it can mean W-H-O-L-E. Uh -huh. uh, it, has, it has multiple meanings. It's got an ambiguity to it. So that's something you can use. You could, like, this is kind of the premise of, of like, the NLP seduction stuff where it's like you make it sound like, you know, verbally that you're talking about one thing, but you're actually communicating something else to her subconscious. So if I say something like to a girl, where, you know, if we're talking sexual and I say something like, yeah, like, you know, like I, I know that most girls like in, in today's world, they just want like a fucking man who will just kind of take control in the bedroom so they can just fully relax 
and let go and, you know, and just as a whole be filled up with the entire experience. If I say something like that, there's an ambiguity to it. Because I say as a whole, be right. filled up with the entire experience. Like right. it sounds like I'm talking about one thing, but to her subconscious, at least as the technology would have you believe, you're, you know, she hears her whole being filled up. <laughs> and that kind of stuff, like, you know, sometimes I do it because Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Either way, at the end of the night, if I say stuff like that, I'll be chuckling to myself just because it's. Kind of <laughs> well, I think I think that's the point too. You know, it's 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 kind of a fun thing to do as well, uh, especially when it's already getting a bit physical with the girl and stuff. So it's kind of those innuendos as well that you know she might giggle at as well. If if you ask me, like just good sexual innuendo, like James Bond style, is far better than any anything I just said, like mm-hmm. any NLP stuff. I, I think I think that stuff is is much more powerful. I, I wouldn't put a lot of investment into the NLP in terms of like the actual content, but I think there are certain principles of NLP that you should be using in your communication, like yeah. talking about different senses, like opening different loops in stories, like if you're telling a longer story, stopping at certain points and getting check-ins from the person listening to make sure mm. there's different things like that, using colorful language, that kind of stuff is, I, I think that's valid, not just for, for girls, I think it's valid for life. I think that's kind of stuff that every guy should learn as he becomes just a better communicator in general. Well, ex- excellent, excellent points there. I wanted to get your take on NLP. All right, so cool. we're coming to a close now, and I want to ask you this question that basically we push past everyone uh, at the end, which is, if you're someone who's starting from scratch, complete zero, right? So I haven't studied anything, I haven't really done anything, I don't have a lot of experience, and I'm a you know, complete beginner at this kind of thing, what would be the top three recommendations you would give them to get good with women as fast as possible? Okay. Well, number one, I was, I'd say get on my newsletter immediately. <laughs> like, like seriously, get on my newsletter as fast as you possibly can. That would be number one. You don't have to buy any of my products. I'm not going to like push anything here. Mm-hmm. Just get on my newsletter every single day. It's like a one to 2,000 words of just pure like value and learning this kind of stuff. Excellent. Um, and it's brand new every single day. Get on that. Because not only when I write the newsletter, not only is like, are you learning a bunch of shit from what I'm saying? But what I try to do is I want to show you what a guy who attracts a lot of women sounds like, what he looks like, the things mm-hmm. he says, the jokes he makes. And that's what I'm doing in the newsletter. So a mentor of mine actually taught me that he said every day, what you want to be doing is you want to spend at least three hours a day with someone who is five to 20 years ahead of you where you want to be. So you want to find someone who's five to 20 years from now is where you want to be and spend at least three hours a day with that person or a collection of people. Excellent advice. So, yeah. So if, if you read the newsletter every day, you read it twice, that might take you 20 or 30 minutes a day. So just that right there, you're kind of hitting part of your three hour quota of being around the guy who is a badass with women, who gets all the women that he wants for the most part. So that would be number one, get on the newsletter. Number two it is start flirting with every girl that you meet. A lot of guys, when they first come into this, they'll, they'll learn the information and they'll wait for like the one hot girl that, that really like kind of like sparks passion in them or inspires them. And you, as a beginner, do not have the privilege of being able to do that. I might be able to do that because I've been pushing this shit for five years to kind of turn it on whenever I need to. But if you're a beginner, you need to start practicing right now. Look at all the, every girl you see in your world, on your path, all the time. Just look at them as practice for right now mm. and, and just practice flirting with them. You don't want anything from them. You don't need feedback. You don't need appreciation. You don't need validation. You don't need any of that. You're literally just work that part, that, that muscle in your brain that, that flirts. That's all you're doing. So when you're checking out from the coffee shop, instead of just, just paying them your money and not saying anything to the girl, mm. start a little conversation with her. Make, you know, make a joke about it. You know, when she hands you the coffee, sip it and say, you know, this is pretty good, but whatever girl was here yesterday, I just want you to know that she makes it a little bit better. Like just... 
just start flirting with everyone. Start challenging girls a little bit playfully and just, just work on getting that going. As I said at the beginning of this podcast, the state that you are in most often becomes your default setting. So start consciously putting yourself in that flirting, playfully challenging state all the time. So 30 to 60 days from now, you, you don't have to practice it. You don't have to turn it on. It's just who you've become. That might be the most powerful thing you can do to start really working on your game. And number three, find a couple of friends who are already good with girls in your area and just start hanging out around them. Whether we like it or not, people that we are around, we become. I think Brian Tracy says the five people that you're around most are the, is, is who you are or is who you're going to become. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's not limited to five. It's not like five is a magic number or anything. It's just like the people that you are around the most are going to subtly influence you whether you like it or not. So if you can start hanging around cool guys who are already good with women, you're going to pick this shit up so fast. So find a couple guys. Like, I don't care what you have to do to hang out around them. You fucking pay them if you have to. Uh, but, but hang around them because it is going to accelerate your results at a rate faster than anything you can, you can imagine. So, I mean, number one, get on my newsletter. Number two, start flirting with every girl. Don't want anything. Just like, like literally do like the throwing go. Just like flirt with her for a second and then be on your way. And see another girl, like flirt with her for a second and feel good about yourself and be on your way. You don't want anything in return. You're just working on that flirting muscle. And then number three, find some friends who are badasses with women and hang around them as much as you can. Man, love those, love those points. And the last one I'd say is relevant for everything in your life. You know, this, I mean, from Brian Tracy, and it, and it really does make the difference in anything you want to do in life, not just getting better with women. So some great advice there. Well, thanks, dude. It's been great having you on the show. That was awesome, man. I had a good time. Some great advice from Jason Capital there on sexual escalation and getting physical with women in a non-creepy way. Very important, guys. So, you know, I'd encourage you to really pay attention to some of the details and maybe go over it twice um, because you don't, you don't want to make mistakes in, in this area and creep anyone out, right? So have a good listen to this interview because there's some great advice on, on just doing this naturally, right? On escalating naturally with women and being normal about it. So really, you know, hoping this is going to help you a lot. Remind that you can get the interview transcript and links to everything mentioned on the show, including those articles that Jason mentioned at datingskillsreview.com slash DSP46. Also, once again, if you could give us a rating on iTunes, that would be appreciated anonymously. Shooting for 100,000 by the end of 2013. Thank you for your support, guys. And I'll talk to you soon in the next episode. Have a good one, guys. Dating Skills Podcast is brought to you by DatingSkillsReview.com, the number one men's source for dating, sex, and relationships advice. Get the cutting-edge advice now and create your ideal dating lifestyle.